welcome. <laughs> okay, wait. So I'm Claire. This is Elise. <laughs> Elise. And welcome Elise. to Flotus Forever. Yes, I welcome. We are back. Um, it is a absolutely stunning day here in New York. It is. This is my favorite. I think this I is fake fall. What's ha- I mean, it's kind of warm today. It's 77 degrees. No, it's going to be 88 but, tomorrow. Yeah, so like last night was fake fall, but I was out last night. And um, it was just so nice to not be dripping in sweat. You I know, know, like I really, I, I had like a denim jacket on. Oh, cute. I wore this adorable silk skirt. And wow. I was just like really into the weather vibe. Because that's like I where that. I thrive when yes. it's that weather. Yes. No, it was, it's, it's really nice. I mean, of course... Um, I did go to the beach this morning because Claire, to- what's your update, <laughs> your life update? Like Claire has a really excited life update that we'll get to Guys, Helen gonna, Taft in I a know. second, but we haven't, I don't think we checked in like personal, personal in a while. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So what's, uh, what's um, going on with guys, you, Claire? I learned how to surf. Claire's but- a surfer. <laughs> It's so fun. How quickly did you get up on the board? Because I think Guys, this is wildly okay. impressive. My second wave. I was up on the board. It's second crazy. Wave. And your was, core is so amazing. It's well, I don't know. I think it was just one of those things where it's like, and this is why I think kids, like when you watch kids, they're like so like, oh, kids are so fearless. But I think it's like, because they yeah. just tell themselves to do things. So that's mm-hmm. what I was. I was telling, telling my brother about it. It was like the the cues that the instructor was giving you were like paddle, paddle, pop right. up. So the just first, pop up. Just pop up. And that's what <laughs> did I did. Did you ever see um, just, Sarah Marshall? No. <laughs> oh my God, it's this great scene. Sorry to cut no, you no, off. No, 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 I love it, I love Between it. Paul Rudd and Jason Segel's character, yeah. and he's teaching him to surf, and Paul Rudd's playing this, like, yeah. doofus surfer guy, and he's like, just pop up, just pop up. And then yeah. Jason Segel pops up, he's like, no, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. Just, like, don't think about it. Just pop up. And then Jason Segel just lays it, he's like, oh, no, you gotta, like, pop up. <laughs> So that's exactly what it is it was like just get up yeah. like just get up you Were got you it afraid? no no I wasn't afraid I think I I think I um and maybe this is a problem but I think my um fear like I I oscillate between like anxiety and fear mm-hmm. and I have a lot of anxiety but I have like almost no fear yeah okay like, I'm not afraid of a lot of things yeah I'm anxious about a lot of things but I, but when faced with it in the moment I, I really yeah. am not too I mean my brother says that all the time he's like well, how, he's like your level of you're 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 not afraid of anything yeah. and I'm like no I'm really not I'm anxious about a whole bunch of things but yeah I'm really not anxious I'm not yeah. really I wasn't afraid at all but I also am very comfortable in the ocean. I love yeah, being in the ocean. Yeah, you are like a little little water yeah, bug. It's hard to get me out of the ocean when I'm in it. So it was it was so 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 much fun. How far do you go out when you're first training? Like, are you um? Can you touch if when you land or like? Fall oh yeah, off or something? yeah, yeah. I mean, because basically, like, so the the reason that you're supposed to have an instructor is because they kind of like push you into the waves at first oh, okay. so you're almost riding in on every wave yeah. so by the time oh so he's behind you when you're facing the shore yes oh yes it, yes okay. yes and then eventually he like stops pushing you and you just have to kind of do it yourself yeah. but I guess like what I was like I was like trying I was like I would be up on the wave and then I would like fall down and this morning I was watching a bunch of surfers and and falling down is like the most natural thing like they, right. they all fall so yeah. I think I was like kind of getting down on myself that I was falling a lot but yeah. it's like you know you're like literally like levitating on water like of course <laughs> yeah you're gonna like you're fall. going to fall it's a moving thing <laughs> right so the fact that you can even stand on the board at all is a full miracle so yeah, yeah I got up on the second wave <sighs> and then I rode a bunch of other I know it's That's it's so, I'm so stoked fun were you completely exhausted afterwards 
beyond. Yeah, were you sore? Was your body hurting? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was the best every workout muscle. ever. Yeah. It was such a, I mean, but it was like a high, it was like endorphins, like I haven't had in a really, really long time. Yeah. Like I think I remember after my first half marathon, I had endorphins for like a whole rest of the day. Yeah. And this was the same vibe. <gasps> That's so like exciting. I was just sort of like, like I forgot, I like forgot that I had a bunch of appointments that afternoon. I just didn't go to any of them. Oh. Like I just like, like I was just like on a different level. Like, I was basically drunk. Like, yeah. I was like, that was like the level of endorphins oh, so that cool. I felt. Is it yeah. hard to paddle out against the waves? I feel like that would be hard for me too. Uh, once you get, so they call it the impact zone. Yeah. And you have what to. What do you mean jargon? Excuse <laughs> me. I'm like, can you doggy swim out through like past that first like giant wave? They, they just, they basically tell you to like get on your board and like yeah. move past it. But it's not that hard. It really isn't that hard. Because once you get over that yeah. breaking point and then you're just out there. Right. The hardest That's part so for me, and I got it, but the hardest part was you to get yourself up on the board Mm -hmm. and then to get yourself in a position you have to get on the board and kind of like sit on it like straddling it and then you have to turn yourself while you're on the board my shoulder hurts just thinking about it (laughs) yeah so that was like the hardest part but I did get it because I started like using my legs in this movie I don't know I might have been doing it wrong you're also like short too I know I know (laughs) I'm picturing you on this giant board that you're like barely getting your tiny limbs (gasps) it was so big it was nine feet tall the beginner child The beginner boards are literally like two times the size of me. I was just like, oh my gosh. But yeah. Maybe you should try a child surfboard. I know. I really should. Tiniest person. I really should. Um, Elise, what's your big update though? What are you doing in, um, unprompted by me, what are you doing in two weeks? Oh my God, yes. My 10 mile Bronx run is happening in two weeks. Um, I'm really excited. I want to get it done with. No, I'm I'm confident it's going to be a great run. I'm going to be having good long runs. Um, 10 miles is like right when I start to emotionally break down. So I feel like I'm going to finish it strong, you know, because you all know how I felt after the half marathon. You're going to be great. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. So then it will, it will be nice to like not be on such an intense training schedule. I know. Um, and then I can just run like, you know, and not freak out if I don't run six miles during the week. You'll sign up for another race. Like, oh, I'm planning to do the half next <laughs> yeah. year already because I want to redeem myself. I'm out of control. Like, I, I don't know. know who I'm competing with that's so I really, fun again talk about like the high I really like get in the metal and then I'm like I don't know what to do with this and it's like shoved in my drawer right now and I'm <laughs> yeah. like it's fine I'll just like stay there but it's like hanging them up and I'm like what am I 12 year old boy like doing indoor soccer tournament? no no I mean I have yeah I have my bag of medals where is it yeah somewhere it is a, it is a good thing to be like oh my god sometimes I take them out and I'm just sort of like Oh my god! Look at this cool stuff I've I done. I know it's it is. I do like to impress myself, not to brag, but Ooh, I am impressive. just. I was so anti-run growing up that yes. I'm impressed that I'm a 34 year old woman yeah. woman that semi enjoys to run. You know, so like, here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say to anyone out there listening who is afraid or not afraid, but like hesitant to try something new. Yeah, from two people who are trying things that are new and different for themselves. Like, it's so worth it. Like Try it. I really... It's like trying food that you said you don't like when right. you were a kid. Your palate right. changes. Your interests and things you can do change. And the capacity to manage newness, I think, is something that adults don't exercise enough. You yes. know, like, we all... Adults, are, it's just so easy for us to do the same thing over and over again. And, you know, that's part of protection. Like, we, we yeah. can't always be putting ourselves in, like, incredibly vulnerable situations. <laughs> yeah. But if you're in a safe space, space with people that you love or if you have a body that feels capable of these things like just try it like I just want to I just think it's so I think it's so important to try new things all the time because I just think it ends up building empathy and it ends up building courage and all that stuff because like then you look at someone like 
I don't know, like, you look at a kid who's trying to ride a bike for the first time right. and you, like, really yeah, get that. Yeah, when was the last that? time you did something new? Totally, like yeah, Kids yeah, have yeah. all these, like, really impactful times in, like, yes. a short chunk of time because yep. you learn all these new things and you don't get that so much as an adult. No, I talk about that with parents all the time. I'm like, guys, like, we have to just take a second and, like, let them yeah. experience the futility of how new this yeah. is. I wonder if a lot of adults... Sorry, now this is like a therapy session for me. I love it. <laughs> a lot of adults, um, specifically this past year with COVID, because we all had so much more free time. Sure. If people are having these conversations that you and I are having, like no matter what it is that they tried new, like knitted. I mean, yeah. we like to make fun of Claire because she <laughs> has a million new hobbies from this past year. Even without a pandemic, Claire's like, oh, I'm like, now I cut hair. Now I sell bread. I make jam for the bread. And we're like, all right, Claire, like pick one hobby because I like barely finished a scarf. <laughs> but um, I wonder if a lot of adults who typically don't have that time to try new things and like stuff and discover new hobbies that yeah. they like, um, if they have that experience. That they I like mean... It. And hopefully it continues when life, quote unquote, is back to normal as we're like trying to trying to get out of the pandemic. There's like a new variant coming. Yeah, it's Don't not worry. the end of the pandemic. We were <laughs> in a pandemic, but there's a little more freedom to like, you know, we're adapting to our new normal. Sure. So I wonder, you know, I hope adults are one, discover new things that they like to do and then yeah. continuing to do them and discovering more new things. Yeah, I so hope so. A, I hope know. so. That's I my mean, advice. No, seriously. <laughs> like, I think it's so, I, yeah, I just think it's so fun to do. Yeah. So if there's like, that's, yeah, if there's something new that has been on your bucket list for a very, very long time, try it out. Yeah. You need happens. a good like winter fun task because I feel like. Yeah you have a like surfing what's your like what's gonna be the surfing for the winter for you I think that hot yoga studio <gasps> oh that God. I just Claire read about hot in Zumba a, she in keeps a, going to hot yoga it's a Zumba class <laughs> but in also, I think just, like, going to my parents' house and surfing more. Like, I oh, think right. You, yeah, you have addicted. easy access to it. I mean, it. we'll see. I, I, every, it all, every winter brings about something new for me. I know. I have a downward spiral. I go into, like, a deep, dark place at, yeah. for, like, most of January. But then by February, I'm out. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I know. You happens. have to find it. Yeah. I think this is going to really help me, this podcast. <gasps> I'm hopeful. Oh we just have to keep it going through the winter. I don't think it'll I be think hard. we will. Obviously. No, it's easier for me in the winter because, like, it's cold. So. What are we going to do outside? I know. I'll have, like, motivation and be like, the, okay, I have to. The fact that we finished or kept going through the summer when it's beautiful and we had well, beach time. okay, I think that maybe now we can address, before we get to Helen, we should address something. Elise and I are going to have to take a little break after this. Not personally, just the podcast. Yeah. Because we... I mean, next we're week. We're going to try not to miss episodes. We're going to try to pack in some episodes. Yeah, but yeah, there may yeah. be a week or two in October that is missed because yes. we have a, a very, There's separately, some, we have very busy things going on in our lives. Yes, with there are events coming stuff. Um, but what we're going to try and do, I think, is is record like some special some special episodes. Yeah, there'll be a few like bonus episodes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so October might be a little... Um, Hit not and miss. yeah, hit and miss, but that's okay. It's fine. It's gonna be fine. You'll all be practicing your new hobbies. Yes, reach out. Us, tell us your hobbies. <laughs> Maybe give me a new hobby because I have tried a bunch. Like I was really into cross stitch for a little bit. Yeah, I made two things and then I stopped. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm still reading a lot, which is great. You read a ton. You run a ton. You're very, very active politically, which I think is yeah. Super midterms important. are starting. Yeah, and, so and like, that is a big that's thing like in my life. Not exactly a hobby for me because what I do is I call Elise and I say, "Tell me what's going on," and then she downloads me. So you yeah, have yeah. to keep doing so, that. So yeah, that I guess I, know I will have the, that. That side of me will be uh, really activated with. Um, uh, 
unfortunately news lately there's there's a lot of movement happening so a lot of volunteer things are popping in up um midterms will be a year away very shortly which i know sounds like there's plenty of time but there's not <laughs> we have an election in new york in november I, I mean most people have general elections yeah. but we have our mayor race yeah you know local elections so yeah i'm you know there'll be there'll be those hobbies for me which is one fun, but also like sends me into a downward rage. Right, and I don't want you to do it if it's sending you a downward rage, but I also benefit highly from your. No, I do love it. I do and love so... organizing and forcing people to write postcards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. talk about a woman who's political. Oh, Helen Tab. Look at okay, that so... segue. I'm a pro. No, you're a and total pro. And if anyone pro. wants to sponsor this podcast, give us money so we can quit our jobs. Let us. Uh, like ASAP. <sighs> yeah, I'm like ready to go. <laughs> Let's do that. So I did not get that babysitter job. That was I didn't apply, but like. The governess job. I really thought I was going to be a governess, but now I'm not. It was just like two chicken. I did not apply to it. Uh, so long yeah. story short, I need to quit. Yeah. <laughs> Still. So, so we are like actively ready to do yeah, it. Yeah, ready to do a podcast. Even if it's just like a little like, okay, here's what I, I would like, lo- here's what I would love. If you and I, we obviously need to send an email. Okay, this is like not, this is off the pod. <laughs> I just want to be like, what if we were like segment producers for like, or like segment contributors for like a museum or something in the yeah. City. How do I like, do that? How do we do that, Claire? You're the, the producer here. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I run the, the social. You're the public. I'm the producer. That's yeah. Right, that's right. I know. I told you I was gonna send ten emails this weekend. I'm going to. <sighs> I haven't done it yet. <laughs> They're gonna take over the world. <laughs> I have to make a wedding cake tomorrow. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> for a test? Yeah, for okay, a we'll test. Okay, we'll talk about it. I'm going to it. also makes, cake, like, actual wedding cakes for friends who get married. Like, that is the level of Claire, of, like, her hobbies. And I'm just, like, trying to get through. I'll like, have Elise take a picture of my freezer after this. and then so many frozen cakes. <laughs> like, so many. Oh, my God. Like, I have, well, you didn't defrost I have 12 cake. frozen cakes in there. Oh Wait, God. yeah, one, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, can you take out a cake now so we can have a piece? Um, <laughs> I can't. There's yeah. a few reasons why I can't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I did not have a cake ready for me when I came, but whatever. Helen Taft. Okay. I did give you a seltzer. I gave you a really good seltzer. Okay. Yeah. Um, th- shout out to Izzy. I think that's how you pronounce it. Our sponsor. Yeah. Sponsor us. We love you. Okay. So, so this free seltzer. Helen Taft. We're going to call her Nelly because that's what everybody else calls Nelly, her. Nelly. And that's and a cool name. So adorable. cute. Um, she's born on June 2nd. She's a Gemini. I want to make... Um, really, yeah, Michelle, um, from the, the First Lady's National Historic Site, uh, had mentioned that the few, and a few women coming up are going to be really influential. Yeah. Nellie Taft was one of them, Lou Hoover, um, yeah. a few of the ones that are coming up. So, just so everybody knows, like, I think that, um, sometimes, you know, we hear about Eleanor Roosevelt and, like, Abigail Adams, and there's, like, you know, definitely some, like, key players um, and some of these other women almost get like lost in the shuffle, but mm-hmm. these are some like really in- incredible women coming up. So yeah, Helen Nellie Taft um, probably should have been president. <gasps> I mean, I hate yes. to be so bold and say that, but the things that she was focused on and the things that she loved and cared about and put her time and energy into are all of the makings of a really good president. Right, and her husband uh, William Taft, who is the obviously twenty seventh president. Um, he was political. He was a right. judge, but he his eyes was set on uh, Supreme Court, which he that's right. Luckily, did get to do. Yeah, um, he was nominated for an appointment, but um, you know, I think that was just a means. Presidency was just a means to get to a SCOTUS position. Yes. So yes, uh, 
Nellie should have been president. She really should have been. So she's born in Ohio. She's one of 11 Shocking. children. She's born in Ohio. <laughs> she's born in Ohio. Apologies Guys. again, Michelle. <laughs> Apologies for thinking that none of the first ladies are born in Ohio. Merch idea. We're going to have Ohio flotas or something and then like tally marks. And it's going to be like half of them. I love it. That's such a good idea. That's Sorry, Michelle and We really need to make merch. I really want to make merch. I have so many ideas. I do too. So I float around. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So much off the pod talk <laughs> happening on the pod. Um, so she's one of 11 children, which is like, okay, did you share a bedroom? Like, <laughs> so what did your kids. house look like? Apparently, she had a brownstone in Cincinnati, because she's yeah. from Cincinnati, and it was like, looked really, um, like, tight quarters, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Quarters were tight. Um, I thought she, you were saying tight, like, cool. Like, it was tight. And I was like, Claire, oh I've God, never heard you remember when that. I used to say that? That was like, okay, when was that popular? I haven't heard you say no, that. No, I never like, said that. I never heard no, you say that. No, but when was that popular? That was, like, in high school, right? Like, like end tight. of high school, early college. Tight. Yeah, maybe, like, mid-2000s it was. Tight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. End I don't of think I've ever said aughts. it seriously. The aughts, yeah. Oh, no, I had some really cool friends that said it. Yeah. Like, I'm not even saying, like, that... Mm-hmm. in a sarcastic way like yeah. I really had cool friends that said that and so then I would sometimes say it I have that Slipping thing like that up. code switching thing where I really do start to talk like my friends oh yeah I think that happens naturally for folks it has yeah. to right I think for some people it happens more than others yeah. though and I think I definitely have you it more person, than others yeah. yeah I mean that's just who I am it's who I was made to be so <laughs> Anyway, so Nellie Taft is one of 11. She lives in Cincinnati. Um, she came from a very political family. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about her dad? Yeah, her dad is uh, Judge John Williamson Heron. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. Um, so he is, you know, in the judicial system in Ohio. Um, he went to school with Benjamin Harrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was law partners at a point with Rutherford Hayes before the presidency. So, you know... All, they're in the mix of the political world. And these family. are two fr- previous presidents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, her mother, Harriet Collins, uh, was the daughter and the sister of a U.S. congressperson. Yes. So she grew up around politics. So yeah. no wonder she's like jazzed to, to be at the White House. At one point, she goes to, um, this is a little bit in the future, but she visited, visits the White House um, the winter of 1877. Uh, this is during the Hayes mm-hmm. presidency. Um, and Nellie was quoted as saying, or, you know, they said that she was like, I'm going to come back here at a time. I'm going to be the first lady. Yeah. So, which I, one, love that she made that declaration. And two, it makes me a little sad because she wasn't like, I'm going to be president. I know. Because, like, even at this time, no woman would dare say those things. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but her means of getting there was like, oh, I'll just marry the president. Totally. And uh, let us not like, forget, Mary oh. Todd said the same thing. Yeah. You know, and I think, and Abigail Adams had those same ambitions too. Is yeah. Because like the only way into um, men's world or world uh, uh, power, um, not even like in a capitalist way, just in like a um, a way of like intellectual interest. Yeah. Uh, in specifically in politics was through a man. Yeah. In yeah. college I used to say like, don't I don't want like this is like when social media started to get big like yeah. there can't be pictures of me drunk on the internet because I may be the wife of a senator one day which even in that time I didn't dare say I could be senator wow one day. yeah yeah now yeah. I say I'm gonna be senator of course yeah but, yeah, yeah you know twenty year old me was like I can't be underage drinking right I can be wife of a senator Isn't that so wild? I the language you, of that is so specific. I get it we get you Nelly yeah so she and that's a really famous story because what is particular about 
Nellie is that she does um, end up dating for about three years. They date. Um, she dates William Taft. Um, and <laughs> do you ahead. know how they met? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You tell the story. They met. At, I don't even know what this means because I didn't even bother to look it up. But a bobsledding party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Like it was yeah. just like a sleigh ride situation. <laughs> I think so. I That's think so. adorable. I think so. so they yeah. met in a Hallmark movie. Got I know. It? I love it. Well, and I guess like he's super into Nelly because she has. Um, oh, he was smitten. Yeah. What were they called? What did they call them? Literary salons, which I think is just a book club. She could read, and he was like hot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she like, didn't go to college. She was self-educated. No. She was so totally that, self-educated. Maybe that was impressive because she wasn't in college. Yeah, and she was a teacher at that point. She yeah. was working. So Which is concerning that like there was no degree for educators. They were just like, I'm going to teach. Yeah, that is concerning. Well, she was an art teacher. Not that that says anything. Oh, okay. But I'm yeah. just saying I think she was like a little bit more interpretive in terms of yeah. like, what she could do or couldn't do. So she was a teacher. Um, and But still, you know, she was working. She They said that um, she went in and like, worked for half a semester or something and made $50 and then came back the next year and was like, I want to make more money. Like, she was like, you know what I mean? Because that's also, like, $50 for, like, three months of work. That doesn't seem like enough. And she had a lot of... So even while she met William, there was a lot of men who wanted to date her because, again, she's from this, like, fancy family in Cincinnati and she could read. So she was, like, (laughs) hottie at the town. (laughs) But she was aware... It's actually kind of crazy that men weren't threatened by her. Like, that actually makes me kind of happy. Yeah. Because, like, you'd think that people would just be threatened by her. Maybe they wanted, like, the illiterate hottie. But this time they were like, let me get the literate hottie. Right. So they were... Look at men, you know, advancing their own thoughts. I like it. We love illiterate Um, hot (laughs) women. Stan, illiterate woman. <laughs> um, she was really conscious of who her partner was going to be when she married. Like, yes. she was not just going to marry to get married. She really wanted someone who respected her for her literary salon, <laughs> her ideas about politics and views about economics. And so, you know, little feminist of the time. Uh-huh. And she was not just marrying to money because obviously she didn't need money. Yeah. Um, there was no sort of traditional, like, I just need to start a family. She was very conscious of it. So, like, even when he proposed, she, like, you know, turned him down at first. But they dated. And just, I think she was very aware of who she was. She was making sure, sure. her partner and her were aligned on these important things to her. Yes. Which I think yes, yes. didn't always happen. Um, yeah, especially yeah. not in 1879 or something when they Yeah, met, so. no, totally. So she, um, and yeah, and I think, you know, some of, so her family, like we said, is sort of like wrapped up in these politics. Her, <laughs> yeah. her little sister's actually named after Lucy Hayes. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that just in general, she just like thought specifically of Lucy as sort of like a, sort of like person to look up to and so it's like these are the women yeah. that she's excited about and these are the women that are sort of inspiring her. Mm-hmm. Um, so they date for three years, and then in 1885, they, um, they uh, are engaged, and they have a, a wedding in Zanesville, Ohio, I think, which is, oh. I, don't, I don't know where that is. <laughs> Never heard in of Ohio. It. I don't know. And um, they, they're, they're very specific about their honeymoon. They go to New York City for one day. Then they go to the beach in New Jersey. And then they go to Europe for three months. I mean, which, the longest like, honeymoon sick. in the world. So amazing. That's, that like, is so really nice. nice. Yeah. Even rich people these days don't have no. four month long honeymoons. No, because it's or like. Three months. Yeah. So, anyway, so they go to Europe for three months and they just like live their best lives. I'm yeah. sure she loved Europe because it's like so fancy. Oh, yeah. And I. I might be mistaken, but I feel like women had a little bit more rights at this point. They might be able to vote mm. at this point, if I'm in not. In Europe? Yeah, in some parts of Europe. Wow. I think in Ireland they could, at least. Oh. Um, 
So she probably loved it. Maybe she was getting some of her She's ideas here, ideas, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she goes to Europe for a really long time. And uh, and then she comes back. And then, Elise, what happens between now? Because I have a lot about when she's, like, first lady. But I think that, Yeah, so you know, as William is um, coming up in the ranks, uh-huh. he, again, he's a lawyer at this point. He's, like, yes. really jazzed on being a judge. <laughs> like, this is his yeah, he career trajectory. A, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so he um, becomes a state judge, the Solicitor General of the United States, a federal circuit court judge. Um, so she is really leaning into it. She's excited yes. that he's doing this. In 1900, um, he takes charge of the American civil government in the Philippines. So I guess at this point we Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, um, ew, but okay. Right. From 1900 to 1903 this happened. She so moves. So they moved yeah. to Man- yeah. Manila, is that how you Manila, I think, yeah. Um, so they, her and the children. Sorry, something really loud. <laughs> okay. Fireworks? No, I think it's upstairs. <laughs> oh my god, I just think like gun or like fireworks. Like, okay, welcome to America. It's also we record this on September 11th, so it's like a little, I was a little <laughs> jumpy in New York today. Um, oh. Anyway. Sorry. So yeah, they moved to Manila. Um, she, all the, you know, the families go down there because he's colonizing. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but she really leans into the culture there, which I think sure. is cool. Yeah. Um, they said she tried to show respect by learning their culture. She learned the language, so mm-hmm. she spoke um, the language there. Uh, she wore a lot of the, which sounds like a little bit of a cultural appropriation, but she wore a lot of their costumes, not costumes, but their clothing. That sure, they sure, had sure. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she invited Filipinos to the events that they threw, which mm-hmm. I guess the last colonist didn't do, or the like leader of the government yeah, there didn't yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot, and, and I think, yeah, no, and she continues to do this in the White House too, we'll see, but I think, like, yeah. it's important that when we're talking about these women, um, similar to when, you know, like, 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 I forget who it was, but it's like, you talk about the one woman who, like, had slaves growing up, but then didn't have them in the White House, yeah. so we're excited for that. Like, it's like, some of this stuff is gonna sound like you're saying, like, really patronizing and stuff like that, yeah. but it's sort of like, like, the way, like, oh my gosh, I was just listening to a podcast about this, but they were talking about the idea that, like, Will and Grace, the TV show, yeah. is almost like, like, inappropriate now. Right, and when you know? it came on TV, it was so revolutionary and exactly. bold to have that, but now yeah. you watch it and you're like, oh my god, they're like they're characterizing clowns. this yeah, yeah, gay yeah. man. Totally, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's a lot of like what Nellie Taft, she's making a lot of bold statements and she's doing a lot of like bold things um, yeah. in her choices, and so when we talk about it, it might sound a little off-coloring and mm-hmm. off-putting, like if, if, if like Hillary Clinton went over and was like, give me a Filipino dress, we'd be like, right. what is happening? Like, I don't know how appropriate yeah. that would sound. Um, but this is, this is really exciting and new for, for America. It happened recently. Um, Dr. Biden went, Dr. Joe Biden went to, um, some reservation, I guess she was on. Okay. And they gave her a traditional, like, Navajo. Okay. Poncho cloak. I don't know what they called it. I know, I mean, of course, right wing was like, oh my God, look at her, like, being rude but she was cold so they gave her this blanket and apparently they don't typically do that but so like she was you know amongst the friends with them they were trying to include her and all this yeah. stuff but like you know maybe in 20 years we'll look back and be like oh my god that was so offensive because now like we're so integrated with Native sure, American culture sure, and like sure. we don't hate them or like we don't put them on reservations you know yeah, so like yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. which is a good sign of society that you're you're looking back and realizing I'm using the word mistakes loosely but like 
things yeah. are changing, which is sure. great because that means sure. we're like including more. It's more inclusive. Yeah. Um. So this is, I think, a, like this presidency. There's a lot of that that you're yes. like, oh, but you're like, because oh, she's for the trying time. to move the needle forward. Yeah. And in doing that, she's making a lot of bold claims. So yeah, basically, totally. they moved to the Philippines. She moves her whole family <clears throat> there. They have three kids. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, she is like loving the life of a political wife. She just thinks it's the best thing ever. And she yeah. basically is like, I want to be first lady. So yeah, this is still on the brain. I gotta She's be first still lady. excited yeah. about this. So comes around the 1908 campaign, mm-hmm. which Taft is throwing his hat into the ring. She is super involved. She's ready to go. She um, is pretty much, again, they never <laughs> use this term for the wives because they hate women, but like she's an advisor. I yeah. mean, essentially campaign. Yeah, she's manager. their campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she really is wise to how to like position for the press and the media and the public persona. Because yeah. you remember now, when this is 1908, there's images like not paintings and drawings. Mm-hmm. There's like actual images. Um, there's probably voice recordings and like speeches. Yeah. You're traveling to campaign. And you're not just you know segmented. You can travel right. quicker because there's trains and stuff. So um, cars at this point. Um, so she is really wise to how to position yourself politically and in the public eye. So she advises him on all of that. So Mm -hmm. we'll see, um, later on the White House, at one point she does get sick, um, and Taft kind of falls with that part of the presidency because she was so influential in that, which is really interesting. That is really interesting. So, um, she, but... Because she was so front-facing, during the, the campaign, they were very concerned that the press was going to find out that she played poker and smoked cigarettes uh, yeah. and drove a car. Yeah. So, like, she was also, like, kind of, you know, trying to be this perfect political wife. Um, it was very scandalous that she did these things on, like, a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, how yeah, 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 dare yeah. you? Yeah. So yep, I do yep. like that she, again, savvy enough that she was like, okay, we have to make sure we're, um, you know, leaning into potentially more religious people or yeah. folks who aren't going to like this in the country, more conservative people, because um, they did run on the Republican ticket, um, so we have to hide my my coolness, you know? Yeah, until she gets in, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, then oh, she's like, let's, 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 let's let it go. Um, but yeah, I think this just shows that, you know, she was savvy, and she totally. knew, you know, even if it's playing the game, and, you yeah. know, to, so what was that election like? Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that election was like? Because I think that isn't because doesn't Teddy Roosevelt Teddy Roosevelt decides that he's not going to run, right? Yeah. So she yeah. tries to. Um, they're sort of friends with the Roosevelt. She knows yeah. Edith. You know, they're obviously he is. I think he's um, he's in the administration or like they're all aware of yeah, each other. Yeah. Sure. 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 Um, so they're in the same circles, and they're trying to get Teddy to nominate. Not nominate, I'm sorry, endorse uh, William Taft for the Republican ticket because Teddy's not going to run. So, but of course, she does this all in a very like sly way. She's yeah. like schmoozing. So now we know why uh, Alice. Alice plants the voodoo the doll. The voodoo doll in <laughs> Ellie Taft. Yeah, because I think, yeah, so basically, like, what was happening is that Teddy Roosevelt, when he took over and then when he was president, he was like, I'm only going to do this for one term. Mm-hmm. Now, he deeply regrets this decision, but yeah, I think that he starts to deeply regret it as his term is coming to an end. Yeah. And so this endorsement for Taft was sort of, it was it, it was like near impossible to right, get Teddy to Roosevelt yeah. to do it because 
he was so sort of frustrated that he wasn't going to be able to do it himself. And I think that there was like that kind of thing. Like Alice was like, you're coming. Like basically Alice is saying, Nellie, you're coming in a little too soon. You yeah. Know? And and I think it was really clear that Nellie was behind a lot of this. Yeah. Like, yes, obviously her husband is the front facing part of this, but it was like she was the brains of the operation. Yeah. Even when Taft is president-elect, like obviously the election is in um, – November and at this point the inauguration is still in March. Yeah, that's a long time for there to be, you know, the transition. Nellie was like Let's trying to this. get things going in yes. DC, and the Roosevelt administration was like, "You need to chill yeah. out." Namely, Edith and Alice were yeah. like, "Chill out, lady. Yeah. Like, yeah. You are yeah. not the administration yet. You are not the first family. You are right. not Flotus. Right. So I think there is tension. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I mean, Nellie was ready to go. She was she like, just oh, was. And I think let's it, do this. And it was so different than Edith, because I think Edith was so... This is Edith is before before um, yeah. Helen, uh, Nellie, and I think Edith was very just, like, passive in the way of, like, I'm going to be the wife of a president. And Nellie was yeah. like, I'm going to be the wife of a president who probably should be president. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like... It's, she had plans. She, she just had so many she plans. wanted to do. So yeah. as she... So, okay, Inauguration Day happens. Right. And there's always a parade. And in the past, the parade um, happened um, by horseback, mm-hmm. and the president would like sit on a horse or maybe in a carriage. carriage I don't yeah. really know, but typically it was just him solo, which yeah. is insane rude. Yeah. and rude. And also, like he should have bodyguards, probably. Like, what's wrong with people? So anyway, um, so but um, Nellie changed all that, and she changed it to instead of a horse and buggy, it was a car yeah. that they rode in, which like der. Like yeah, winter. Yeah, it's winter, and she rode in the parade with him. I love that. I love and it. And now that is an iconic thing that happens on inauguration yes. day. At yes. some, at one point, the family, or at least the president and first lady, maybe the kids aren't with them if they have young kids. I think. Malia and Sasha walked with. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first family walk a little bit, um, whatever that road is, to the White House. And now that's such an important part because that's when you get to see right after they were, they took the oath and like, Apparently, I didn't even think that that wasn't happening. Before. Totally, they just, yeah. The president would just ride to the White House and, like, you know, it was yeah. over. Yeah, And now this is such an iconic part of the parade. Yeah. Um, I think that that's... the day. So and it's, I like, think, cool that she started that. Totally. And I think that that, um, you know, for a long time it was, like, the president's job was really not respected at all. Mm-hmm. And then we started to, like... Then you have, like, Andrew Jackson, who's, like, batshit, right? And so, like, yeah. we start to, like, respect the presidency a little bit. But then we have these, like women who are kind of like without maybe even realizing it like even Edith who was so reserved she was the one who got the the portraits of the first ladies hanging yeah you know and so it, and giving um space and voice to the family that is alongside this person yeah who yes wasn't even that important 50 years ago but now we deem as like the most important and so was his family yeah. and so I think it's really cool you know that Nellie is like um, yeah, I'm right here. I'm the brains of this operation. Right, yeah. You know, and it's it's just awesome. That's very cool. So she gets in. Um, right away she starts hosting three weeknights parties. Okay. Which is wild. That's just so many yeah, weeknights. Like, really like, honestly, this is like... like what, uh, the past few, I feel like there's always been a time of mourning that's been happening. So this is like, she's jumping in. She's jumping in. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. would have mourned if anything did happen. No, I know. I know. I'm <laughs> not really sure she would. So she starts to host people in the Red Room, which okay, is controversial because the Red Room is actually in the um, residential part of the White House. So people are like, so it, it, it's basically like, it, it's interesting this like understanding of like work and home you know yeah. and I think that Nellie was very much trying to integrate them we have some women who want these things to be very similar we have some women who want them to be very separate yeah 
um, Nellie is definitely like, no, come on over, let's chat. And these these would be about anything from like current like workforce issues and political things to yeah. like just books that she was reading. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. And she would host those three nights a week. Um, she also, they also, I guess like, I don't know if like, I'm air conditioning's not invented yet, so I'm not actually even sure how sa- this is sanitary and how they're doing this, <laughs> but they're staying in D.C. for the summer. Yeah. So well, hopefully hope no one... cherries and milk. Yeah, no one... <laughs> That's right. And they're not going to uh, Oyster Bay. They're staying in D.C. for the summer. Yeah. Um, which is really a big deal. Edith... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Nellie... When we were talking off pod, uh, Nellie, like, really wanted D.C. to be, like, a cultural center. Like, yeah, she was, like, really <laughs> excited to bring in, you know, classical music. And uh, there wasn't an opera in D.C. at that point, so I guess there is now, which I didn't even know. But, you know, she brought all this in. And um, people in New York were, like, losing their minds because they were, like, panicked that, like, everyone was going to want to be in D.C. <laughs> instead of New York, which, like, never in New York or ever. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but they just, like, really freaked out. Like, this woman was, like, changing things. Right, 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 right. So... Um, she has they're in DC for the summer they have the US Marine Band that yeah. comes and plays um, and aside from like having these bands or like having these events she also makes a lot of them public which Elise and I were saying like we didn't even think that like these things right, was, a lot of these times before it where we're like okay there's been dance parties back in the White House or yeah. there's, there's this band is like these were all private parties which yeah. I didn't realize until we're reading about Nellie Taft and it, it turns out that these things that we know so authentically or traditionally are for the public um, were not always like that. So yeah. it's really cool because Nellie, you know, made those um, public, which yeah. is really, really cool. Um, what are some of, like, the staff changes she made in the White House? Oh, okay. Well, this is kind of goes back to kind of how we were talking about in the Philippines. You know, like, she... So she basically um, overhauls the staff um, and she decides to make all of the front-facing staff um, African-American in the White House. So yeah. before that, there were only white people um, front-facing. There were African-Americans working in the White House, but none of them were sort of the people that greeted you at the door or the people that, yeah. um, you know, would be your uh, person that's serving you dinner or yeah. taking your coat, you know. And she, uh, I know we, we even talk about Mary Todd's dressmaker that was a black woman. You know, there were tons of people that yeah. um, at this point were working in the White House, but she actually... Uh, makes a concerted effort to make each and every front-facing person at the White House um, African-American. It's super important to her. And so, like we said, I mean, I I think if this were to happen today, we would be like, what? Like, that's so inappropriate. Yeah, like, we're making them black. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, it's very... It's very... But but the intentionality behind it um, is part of what made it so revolutionary and yeah so, i mean apparently yeah. there was backlash from white people because i'm sure yeah um you know it's consistent you know yeah. that's <laughs> never changed yeah everyone's like <laughs> freaking out about the stupid nonsense um yeah they like freaked out and she didn't change it she was like no these are our ushers and our butlers yes. and whatever she also was super opposed to um a prohibition which i just love because she released a statement that was like, we're going to have a wet White House. Like, we're going to drink. Yeah. So and she, I just love that, like, that was a point that she made. Like, she had her Jen Psaki go up there and be yeah, like, yeah. there will be alcohol at our parties. <laughs> we will be drunk. Yeah. She was really in, they, 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 there was an article written in Ladies Home Journal called The Punchbowl Returns. And it's Ladies like. Ladies Home <laughs> Journal, first of all, was like the press, because I feel like we brought that up last time. No, so we wrote it up and I know, there's episode. always I think Alice did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what's going down in Ladies Home Journal in the 1920s. 
hundreds, but wow, what a piece. It was like vanity fair. <laughs> it really was. Like people were really like speaking out. So Lady yeah, Sam Journal back the punch bowl. Wrote, writes about how like she's bringing about the punch bowl, oh, like the party. She juggled it. I'm convinced she juggled it at the party. So she just like, I love the idea of her just like mixing and being like da 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 whatever. She spiked the punch. Yeah, she just spiked the punch and was like, let's do this. Yeah. Who else did she invite back to the White House that were apparently banned? That couldn't come to parties. Oh, divorce people. <laughs> what? So a very specific, I, like, are you divorced? You can't come. Well, let's Sorry. not forget, like, we were talking about Edith last time, and Edith was very specific about throwing parties, but she was also very specific about only having, like, very the people that she deemed uh, satisfactory to come. Yeah. So I think that Edith was doing a little bit more, like, picking and choosing than we maybe realized, even to the point of, like, no divorced people can come and eat dinner at the White House, which is so absolutely specific. psychotic. My yeah, that's God. just so crazy. And so I anyway. that too, she just opened up these parties that she was throwing again to the public, but like not to just the cabinet members, all members of Congress. Yes. All yeah. levels of the military. Yes. I guess at one point it was just general. So like she's really just making it the people's home. Yeah. She just go out to parties. She just no. wanted to have ragers. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm convinced of it. Of course. Now, Elise, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because she's doing a lot. She's doing a lot. But then what happens in 1909? <gasps> Home girl has a stroke. She's a stroke, my friends. So, yeah, 1909, very early in the presidency, yeah. first year. Now, she, granted, she's just done all of what we talked about in that time. Yeah, this is so, all happened pre-like. <laughs> so her then she stroke. has this stroke. She yeah. has a stroke. Um, she is paralyzed at one point. That, you know. I guess quickly sort of heals and she has movement, but her speech is really, really disabled. Yeah. Um, apparently her articulation is really poor. She can speak, but it's just you can't understand her. So yeah. um, William Taft, who is also president, let's not forget, yeah. um, uh, takes a lot of time to rehab her. Mm-hmm. He, you know, they go to where, maybe the second floor, who knows, probably. <laughs> Jersey, um, maybe. Yeah. He yeah, around that. <laughs> She's fresh air. She just needs fresh air. <laughs> Um, and he basically gives her, like, speech therapy. He, yeah. They read together. He helps her, like, pronounce uh, pronounce things better. Um, so I don't think she ever fully recovers from that. I never, I didn't look up audio or, you know, try to listen to the difference of the way she spoke. But um, he spent a lot of time rehabbing her, which I think just shows how much, one, he cared for her. And how much he really wasn't capable of being president without also her. Also didn't want, yeah. <laughs> and then on that note, when she got sick, like, not that his poll numbers, you know, plummeted, but, like, I think people realize, like, how much she did yeah. for his public persona. Yes. And not that she was the one speaking for him. She wasn't his mouthpiece. But she really advised him on how to, like, be a person. Totally. <laughs> in no, the public totally. eye. Yeah. And when that falters, like, you're like, oh shit, like, she really was the one Well, he just, this. like, I can't emphasize this enough, my friends, he did not want to be president. Like, no, he, he just really, wanted to fucking be He just be wanted a to be court on the Supreme Court. So, she has a stroke in 1909. Yeah. He rehabs her. She also has four sisters that come and live with them and kind of get her back to it. Yeah. And at the end of the year in 1909, they have a silver wedding anniversary. Uh, bash. <laughs> Talk about a party. Yeah, so they have their 25-year wedding anniversary. 2,000 people are invited to this, and it does take place at the White House. I could invite everyone I run to on the street, and not even I wouldn't 2, have 2,000 people. No, not even for one second. No. Oh, good for she her. invites 2,000 people. It's a party. Girlfriend is back. Like, yeah. I have to imagine that this was, like, the premiere of a lifetime. Like, oh my you God. have a stroke, you go down, you take a second, you have your sisters, yeah. they come in, they get you ready and then boom you are and back. you want to come back right unbelievable so good she's incredible 
So she's 1909. It was a crazy year yeah. for for um, Nellie, but that doesn't get her down too much because she has her big guest, um, her big party. Um, and then right after that, something starts to pick up pace, which Elise and I are very excited about. Um, the women's suffrage unit uh, uh, movement. Woo-hoo. It's happening. It's going on. Yeah, we're um, 10 years away We're at this 10 point. years away. I mean, could you imagine, like, these women don't know in 10 years they could vote, which is a long time, but... Mm. God, they just must think this is never going to happen. You know, like, I try and think Katie about what Stanton is ready to hang herself. Oh, my God, Alice Paul. She's on her ninth hunger, hunger strike. Alice is <laughs> so <laughs> fucking hungry. Like, has not eaten in weeks. In She's 16. Seven, <laughs> we'll talk times. about Alice Paul in another episode. Do you guys yeah, Alice, that's get ready? Get ready about Alice. I mean, girl has not eaten. And I know. She's just like, you know, in 10 years, it's going to happen, ladies. But do you think about, like, okay, think back 10 years, though. Oh my god! Like seriously, it's crazy. Like how much our world has changed in ten years. Never want to go through another decade like this ever again. No, it's been too wild. Much. It's been too, too much. I don't doubt that the next decade will be just like it. Oh my god! I mean, will <laughs> we have a country in ten years? It's like an actual question. <laughs> god, I hope so. I'm laughing because I'm deeply, deeply uncomfortable. That's gonna be season yeah. five where we're like Claire and I are in the Hamlet's <laughs> jail. Like, yeah. Actually, we live in Gilead. We're like yeah. <laughs> We had to leave to Canada or go to Canada. And we're secretly recording this podcast because women aren't allowed to speak. Right, right, right. <laughs> we have to talk like this, like Elizabeth. Is that all real? No, I'm joking. Oh, from there. Oh, I thought you were, meant like Elizabeth, um, what, like the actress who's in Handmaid's stuff. Oh, Because I've never no, seen no, that no. show. She doesn't talk like okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, women are allowed to speak, but they're like. Not much. Yeah, they're just like host bodies. They're just for... like giving everyone strokes so they can't speak. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so she's really into the suffrage movement. She's really, and she joins the Bryn Mawr Suffrage Club, and it's really crazy because it's like, okay, like it's very similar to one of our first ladies who was the head of the uh, um, Daughters of the American Revolution. It's very yeah. similar to that. It's like, okay, wait, like there's a first lady who is who's in a suffrage club like this is amazing right. and you before know? this if we remember as this was percolated uh-huh. if you will um even the women who were into the idea of women voting they were very low-key about it, it was like well oh, it yeah. happens and happens nobody was talking about it I mean, she's like before this we have edith she's yeah. not talking about it ida she's not talking about no. it you know it's like it's it's really alice was like okay if it happens we'll like educate women she even hurt she wasn't like sure sure you know, stomping in the streets so yeah yeah i think this is the one of the first time that nelly is a first lady is like hey i'm a suffragette well it's also <laughs> like you couldn't ignore it anymore at this point no. i have to imagine that like we're in 1910 1911 you just yeah. could not ignore it yeah also something happens um, in 1911. Oh, I was going to say, she's also really into labor yes. movements. Which is one of, which is, which goes hand in hand with the women's suffrage, not only because yeah. of when it was happening, but also because um, the labor movement, you know, in, in large part was so prevalent in the early 1900s because you have the Industrial Revolution going on in the United States and you also have so many people working yeah specifically in the cities right and her you know the labor movement was like hey maybe like working conditions should be like safe and clean and like yes. proper lights yeah and you know maybe a weekend or right. day off you know right. they weren't even right. like right. standing like now we're like four day work week yeah and still voting for that guys let's like do the four day work please week. um claire and i need to <laughs> I, I have a lot yeah so like you know that was what the labor movement was and she was really into it and you may or may not know the t-shirt or the triangle shirt, triangle shirt waist yep. factory uh, debacle fire happened. Yes, it happens in the West Village, and basically, 
there um, a lot of women are up on the eighth floor of this building in the West Village. It's now um, part of NYU. You can go see it. Elise and I have yeah. many times. It is on a ghost tour as well. Yes. Um, but uh, basically a, a, an enormous amount of women are shut in during a huge fire. They are locked in because the um, managers at the time, it's like I was a manager at Cold Stone. Can you imagine? Like, yeah. I would never do that. It's no, crazy. Like, Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah. So they, the, the managers, the heads of the factory, like locked the doors. It was a lot of Irish immigrants. It was a lot of Scottish immigrants. Yeah. Um, people who have just moved to New York really and are getting the Young lowest women, wage yeah. jobs that they can. And yeah, um, and and many 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 people and many women die because they get to the the firemen get to the site eventually and they don't even have ladders long enough to get to the eighth floor. Yeah. So it's just a it's just an absolute debacle. Is like not. I mean, there's it's an absolute travesty of a situation. Yeah. So yeah, this really helped kick off like even more labor movements. Um, yeah. I looked this up to see if Nellie was involved like firsthand in any of them, and she really wasn't, but. I have to believe, I'm assuming, you know, I'm going to editorialize here, that she was interested in, and even pushed even harder on her end of things. Because, this happened in 1911, right? Triangle Short Race? Yes, I believe so. so or maybe 19, yeah, 1911. Because this is also, 1911 is right around the time when she's having all those meetings. Because she, she basically, like, yeah. during this, like, labor movement, women's suffrage kind of all mingling together... She um, has a meeting with, like, the labor workforce or something. Yeah, yeah. And the first one, they say the first meeting is, like, an hour long. And then she invites them back, like, a few days later. And she has a two-and-a-half-hour-long <gasps> meeting. And then she invites them back a few hours later. And it's a four-hour-long oh meeting. Oh, my gosh, And it's, like, really... it's basically one of those things where it's, like, I think that they thought she was just going to be, like, oh, let's just meet for, like, press photos or something. Yeah. And she's, like, no, no, no. agenda. <laughs> we, we need to change things here, yeah. people. So she was just, I mean, it's just so cool that she was, like, ready to work. And, like, and, like had her views but also had like the issues that she was like ready to because I think that you know it's single issue voters it's that's you know not really like it's good to be educated on a lot of things but it is important to know what you really do care about and what really does kind of yeah this is a passion of hers I think she was really into it if any like more research on this the labor movement and with women specifically Frances Perkins was really big in it she later becomes part of um, FDR's administration which we're like very close to or sort of close to. Um, so we'll learn more about Frances Perkins. Yeah, she's that, amazing. But. She was very, very um, affected by Triangle Shirtwaist. She lived yeah. in New York City at the time. So we'll talk more about her when we get to that. But um, but anyway, she, um, you know, she really, like, did a lot with this with this job. And she, she really, really, really wanted to be First Lady again. Yes. And she did not get that opportunity. No. Taft does lose to um, Wilson. Coolidge. Oh, no, Wilson. Wilson, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. Um, Woodrow Wilson. But so she goes to, at this point, she's like, you know, wants to be out and about. The conventions are happening. Yeah. Um, she goes to uh, the RNC, the Republican convention, to support her husband, who gets the nomination. And then she also goes to the DNC, the Democratic Convention, <laughs> to sort of troll Wilson. Because she's like, oh, he won't talk shit about my husband if I'm sitting in the front row. That's so right, I yeah. I didn't look up his speech. But, like, girl, <laughs> I just love, I mean, just, I, I can't imagine anyone actually doing that today. I know, it's amazing. And there's, like, a lot of fucking trolls in our government. I know, I know. But, like, to sit there in the front row of the opponent's convention and be like, I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. you. I so dare just, like, you. ballsy move. Um... 
Also in this year, this is like a little fun fact about her because this is um, the election of, I guess, 1912. It is. She donated her gown that she wore to the inauguration to the, what's the name of the museum? National Museum of American History in D.C. And that essentially started the First Lady gown display that they always so have. Like, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So she, like... I love that she was like, you guys should should take this. And yeah. you want it, right? Like, she was like... <laughs> and they're like, okay. Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she was also the first First Lady to drive a car. The first First Lady um, to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Like, the, I, I just, like... The first First Lady to write a memoir that published during her life. Yes. Um, yes, Because yes, Louisa yes. Adams had her memoir, but that came out, you know, years later when yeah. they found it. So... Yeah, yeah, She yeah. was... Um, yeah. Yeah, she really did it. Um, her So after her husband um, is not elected president again. Yeah, sorry, Tap. I know, sorry. They do, um, he does end up on the Supreme Court, which good for him. Justice for Chief Justice Justice Taft. for Chief Justice Fun Taft. fact about him, just for a second. He, um, when Hoover uh, nominated him to be president, or to be, sorry, Supreme, yeah, Court, Supreme Court Justice, he was like, uh, I only want to do it from Chief Justice. Like, just fucking, you wanted this job forever, <laughs> William. Okay, just take it. Yeah, but Luckily, also, that guy died, so they're like, perfect, you're yeah. But also, like, you, I wonder, like, you can't go from president of the United States to being, like, just a rando on the Supreme Court. I guess so, yeah. He, I mean, listen, he knew what he wanted. So I know, for he him. Did. He but, did. um, yeah, and I think she was excited about that. Only, she got to be in the, oh, yeah. The DC circle. And yeah. he's still the only president to have, um, been on the Supreme Court post presidency. Right. Which is shocking to me, still. I know. But I learned I know. that fun fact from Veep. Do you remember that episode when they thought she was going to be nominated? Oh my god, that's so funny. No. Oh my god, it's so good. So I got to go to the presidential, one of the presidential libraries I've been to without Elise, in fact the only really? one I've ever been to without Elise, <laughs> was the um, the William Howard Taft Museum in Cincinnati. And they talk about that so much, about how like she wanted to be president. Yeah. And so he did that for her for four years. Yeah. And during the campaign against... Um, Against Wilson. He really just didn't even he didn't do try. much. No. He was like, I'm exhausted. Like, I don't want this. I don't like this job. Yeah. It's not the job for me. And it's like, it's just, it's like, okay, well, I mean, like, I guess he kind of did it for her in a lot of ways, yeah. you know? And so it's sort of like, it's, I don't know, it's sort of sweet that he was like, okay, I'll do this for you. But like, this is definitely not for me. Um, and good for him for knowing that. Yeah. I like that. Um, it, so her time in DC, this quote, the quote of the book that we uh, reference sometimes, um, they say she's portrayed as a cross between Mommy Dearest and Lady Macbeth, oh. which the Mommy Dearest makes me crack up because yeah. that woman is a lunatic. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. If anyone see Mommy Dearest. Yeah. So, like, I don't think she was that crazy. Like, I mean, I do think that for a woman at that time, it sounds yeah, like the ambition, was, the, was... the ambition and the frenetic energy of it all, yeah. you know? Like, and I think that that's, like, what... Because, like... Even someone, I mean, and Eleanor is not even that far away, but even, like, yeah. Eleanor, Eleanor did so much, but she almost seems a little more calm. Like, Nellie was a little bit, like, hyper, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Eleanor might have been, like, a little more strategic and, you know, behind the scenes trying to make the work and happen. This woman was, like, out and... No, she was yeah, just living her at all. So, Taft dies um, before her, so she does live as a yes. widow for a bit. Um, she, uh, becomes really good friends with Lou Hoover and Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. Her son actually was in the FDR administration, Nellie's, uh, son. So oh, she, okay. um, you know, even though she was a Republican, she did support the re-election of FDR because one yeah. of her son kept the job and I guess at some point she aligned with something. I know? was going to say, I mean, it's so, yeah, I think that the Republican party is like just shifting so much at this time because right. this is before Bull Moose party. 
Yes. Yeah. So it's like even that. Oh no, FDR was after Bull Moose. No, no, no. The um, Helen Taft is oh, before yeah, yeah. Bull Moose. So mm-hmm. even that friction is like not even that hasn't even fractured yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. In that way. So um, but we had and so she dies. When did she die? What year did she die? She in? died in 19... Oh, my God, I forgot. 1943. 1943. In May 22nd, 1943. Yeah, she is um, one of two First Ladies buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Yeah. Um, the other one being Jacqueline Kennedy. Very interesting. So we will talk about that when we talk about Jay- Jackie How do o, wives decide, like... So obviously Jackie O remarried, but, like... Why didn't she get buried with, like, you always get buried with your first husband? Is that just, like, a thing? Uh, I don't know if that's I mean, a I mean, I guess if your husband I guess it's, no, because I think, I mean, I think that it's probably just disgust at a different, yeah. a, a, a date. What a, like, a rude thing to do. Be like, I love you. Let's get married. But I'm going to get married with Kennedy. <laughs> I'm going to be buried. I mean, honestly, it. who wouldn't get married with Kennedy? I mean, you have to. I mean, a buried. No. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that stuff gets decided. I mean, I think that, like, she deserves to be buried with all oh my husbands. god yeah no, she's I amazing think she's Nellie. Great. now i want to go and see her grave nelly and jackie yeah no, i didn't really too. know much about her so i'm who jackie no no um nelly yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was, it's fun to learn oh my gosh yeah no i just remember that so specifically at the house it being like he didn't yeah. want to be pres she did here's how she like deal, dealt with that this is how it's it like, happened okay, yeah, like, okay well good for you i know i know listen yeah i get you know Unfortunately, that was the way it was back then, but she found a way to be influential in her own way. Oh my gosh. We had something we almost forgot about the cherry trees. Because <gasps> I was annoyed by it. That's I why. Know. In my notes, I'm like, what? I know. So, Elise, um, so okay, basically, Helen, Helen uh, Nellie Taft is the reason that there are cherry blossoms in yeah, Washington, D.C. Yeah, which everyone DC. loses their goddamn minds about it. Yeah, year. she um, has 3,020 trees planted um, through a Japanese uh, designer that yeah. she hired at a point. And uh, she planted the first two. There's newspaper articles that say, uh, Mrs. Taft plants a seed or something like that. There's so like all fun. sorts of newspaper articles about it. So, you know, it was a really big deal probably that she was even like kneeling in dirt and yeah. then also like that, um, that this was happening. And I'm just thinking, I'm sorry, of that photo of the Trumps with Melania and that gold shovel. I know they were planting something <laughs> on the White House and you know, girl did not plant she's a She's never held a she's shovel. she's in this like, oh, of you course. know, her stiletto heels. Like holding. No, I've literally won't. planted a tree. That's just not what you dress like. That's no, like, yeah, <laughs> and it's just so funny to me that that. But yeah, I I believe Nelly got Nelly. a little dirt under her fingernails. Why not? Right, I love it. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's Nelly. What's I your think. advice for okay, now? My advice for now. I think my advice for now. First of all, run for prez. Obviously, <gasps> oh, that was gonna be mine. That's yeah, like, just be just president. be president. Yeah. Also, okay. Here's what I think. I think that she had a billion trillion ideas, but I wonder how, like, do you think she made lists? Oh, I don't know. Like, I wonder if she was a list keeper. List yeah. Because sometimes when I make lists, I'm actually way more effective, and sometimes I'm way less effective, but I'm curious if she was, like, if she didn't keep lists, yeah. make a list. Okay. Because I, I like just, that. I feel Practical like advice. so much, I know, so much of the things that we know about Nellie are very, like, disjointed and, and like, not congruent. Um, in the way that we see them, like, play out. Yeah. Um, 
but she was a firecracker and she was in there for four four big years. Yeah. And she got a stroke in the middle of it. Right. Yeah, let's not forget. That's like her girl had a stroke. She learned to basically re-talk. Talk. Yeah, so she could like people could understand her. So crazy. Yeah, Do you man. have any other advice for her besides No, mine pres? was going to be run for prez. I know, um, I love that. Yeah, I know that's kind of simple and boring, but I just think she would have been a really effective leader and you know, I mean, at this time women definitely were not going to be president, no. but I'm I'm glad she found a way to even just like puppet string her husband into something. Yeah. You do what you gotta do. She did marry the right guy for that. Yeah. Yeah, she really did. And I think we're gonna see, maybe this is the beginning of it or we're starting to get in that time where we do see a lot of, I mean, we're definitely gonna see it with Wilson Mm -hmm. and then Eleanor, but, um, you know, the wives being very influential on their husbands and it's like being a really political power couple. Yeah. And I think that is going to be super fun to explore because... And that it's being recorded because I'm curious, like, I think that... It's, it's known. Right, because yeah. like, we've had inclinations of this for yeah, a long yeah. time. Like, oh, this woman... years later how Right, it's like, like oh, yeah. this woman liked this, this woman liked this, she would go to a meeting, da-da-da. And, but, like, the the man almost couldn't talk about it. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's, like, cool to think that, yeah. like, okay, now we can, like... I mean, Edith talk. Wilson pretended... I mean, was essentially president because oh, yeah. Wilson had a fucking stroke. Oh, God, strokes! What is happening? I'm telling you, strokes are more common than you I think. I think they are. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, okay, okay. Well, now that's my new fear. I thought I had a stomach ulcer this week, too. That's my update, <laughs> folks. Did not. I think I just Thank goodness. had a little bug, was a little stressed, but no stomach ulcer. Also, I was down to like three iced coffees a day. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. A lot of acid. Check and my it's, problem. It's tomato season. I mean, we have to, like, come so on. much tomato so sauce. Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm just like, all my fault, but I was convinced I had stomach ulcer. Uh, my mom called me yesterday and she was like, Are you feeling better? And I was like, Yeah, what do you mean? And she was like, You were like really upset on Thursday about it. And I was like, Oh, fine. <laughs> so I was like being a little dramatic. Anyway, um, yeah, so tapped it. I love Nelly. Like, yeah, Nelly was awesome. Nelly, you were really fun to learn about. And you were so great. It's just, oh God, it's like up and up from here because these women are going to get crazier so and in the best way. Yeah. Better and better as we yeah. go on. And I'm thinking, me and Elise are probably going to get crazier. I mean, I think it's only going to get crazier. Only going to get crazier. Week. Things are. Guys, the world's wild, man. It's really wild. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Get vaccinated. vaccinated. (laughs) It's like all the things. Register to vote if you're not. If you're Uh, from California, if any California people are listening to this, election day is Tuesday, September 14th. I believe polls close at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Please, 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 God, go into vote. No. No. (laughs) On the recall. Vote no or send in your ballot. Drop off your ballot if you don't think it's going to get there in time. You can drop it off at a drop box um, at polling stations on September 14th. Please, please bring five friends, colleagues, family. We cannot have a Republican governor. <laughs> Diane Feinstein is very old. <laughs> I haven't seen her in weeks. I know. She's probably hiding. In a bubble. Yeah. I mean, she hopefully. saw what happened to Ruth. Yeah. Yo, she, she saw what happened her. to Ruth. Who was letting Ruth fall at the end there? I mean, I can't. I, Remember her trainer? We were no. like, who is letting her do fine? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a little concerned, but okay. Um, yeah, so please, California, vote. Everyone else, register to vote because elections are coming up. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys on yeah, the other side. Yeah, drink. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is chill. Shout out to Izzy. Everything's yeah. chill. Everything's fine. We um, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, follow. Yeah. And you know, we'll be back. Um, if we're, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. We'll we're be back next week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll be back next week.